0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless Music Podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm here with my co host, Grant. Hello, there, music fans. And <laughs> George. Jeez. That was terrible. <laughs> Sorry, for everyone not in the room, everybody, uh, I just said Grant and looked at George. So <laughs> they both freaked out. So, Grant, <laughs> has said he- Grant has said hello. Hello. George.
1: Hello, music <laughs> aficionados.
0: Yes. Ah. Hopefully. Or if you're not, and you're learning about music through us, always even better. Not that I'd even call ourselves aficionados. Oh, there's, I'm
1: not. I miss, there's so, I'm there's just so expecting much, more. There's so,
0: yeah, there's so much you can't know. It's just like it's too mm. hard. Anyway, hopefully no one like heard that and went, "Oh, I'm not going to listen to these idiots." And anyway, <laughs> each episode of Flawless, our host or a guest nominates an album they think is flawless, and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group; it's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums we've nominated. Except not this time; we forgot. Sorry. Uh, You can find (laughs) the link in our show notes. If you want to post in there, if you're a member of the group and you want to post in there, go ahead. It's open posting. There's no moderation. Throw some stuff in there about the music that you like. And if you are
1: expecting us to record or you know our schedules somehow and you are saying, what are you doing tonight, guys? Um, Then you could post in there and we could say, oh, actually, Mm. we're recording this particular album.
0: Yes, Absolutely. And, of course, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com flawlessamp I wouldn't say it keeps the lights on. We'd still be doing it even if we didn't have it, but, mm. yeah, we don't have any But It is or capped or as well, though. We've forgotten. To uh, it it on. is capped. I think the latest cap was $200 million. Patreons. Yeah, was it? We um, upped it a bit? Okay. They upped yeah. it a bit, yeah. They're like, running out fast. They had it at 100 million. They, We asked them. We were just getting smashed. My DMs were going crazy. Sure, said, again. Patreon, please, for, for the love of my DMs, yeah. let us have 200 million people. And we're nearly there too. So I'll be sending another email to Patreon in the coming days begging wow. them for another expansion.
1: Liam does all the admin for this, ba- this cohort. It's, it's, it's so. a lot of
0: talking to Patreon, begging yes. them to let people give us money.
2: Increase the cap.
0: Yeah. I know, right? That's monthly. So because we keep, we keep d- doing it even though we're making $200 million a month. That's the thing mm. I don't understand.
3: as
1: <sighs> oh, Love man.
0: of the game. Love of the game. And music. And music.
2: Aficionado and aficionado aspirations. Afic- yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Thanks, Grant.
0: There so go. because I'm introducing the episode, it means it's my turn to nominate an album. Yes, Woo! it is. Yes, it is. And I, I, I meant to go through and look through my history, but I feel like I've been letting down... Australian music. I think you have, as the sole Australian-born person on the podcast, the person who grew up musically listening to Australian music. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be doing more.
1: Wow, yeah, and, uh, and this
0: is what's prompted your decision. And in the spirit, the
1: only when it counts, not just for the sake of it. You don't
2: just no.
0: Well, it has to be, has to be flawless album. Albums. Of it has course, to be flawless yeah. Yeah, no, Of course, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. nominate an album that wasn't flawless. No. And no, in no, the spirit no. of not nominating albums that aren't flawless, today I make my case for Darren Hanlon and his debut solo album, Hello Stranger. stranger which doesn't have a wikipedia page so Correct. that that always makes research that little bit extra of a of a journey fun game yeah. when mm.
1: when you've got to go to people's individual blogs from yeah. 2002 and yes. go try and find out information about what who happened? played the yeah. piano um yes.
0: thankfully Darren has his own blog that he kept up during 2002 so I'll be reading you some excerpts from that later on oh, of course it was sweet um,
1: oh my god he seems like such a blogger
0: he's yeah Super, super yeah. nerdy blogger guy. Um, and also, thank God for Discogs, who can tell me that the album was released in March 2002 on yes. Candle Records. 18th of March, I believe. Okay, I didn't have a date, but yeah, well, we have 18th that. of March 2002. It'll Apple maybe I don't know, doesn't matter. So this episode, uh, we'll also talk a lot about Candle Records because the Candle Records ethos ties in a lot to... Darren Hanlon's mode of producing music and being a I'm an independent musician, which is really important too. Cool. So, yeah, my history with this album—I don't think I—I I actually don't remember how I heard about this album. I know my wife Michelle was a big Candle Records fan, and she sort of—I got introduced to a lot of their stuff and their their acts through her. So, Candle Records were a huge. You have
1: to rely on redheaded women in your life to do that.
0: Yeah, it's important, and I like well, doing just it. To rely on them, full stop. Yeah. For all things. So yeah, so Candle Records was an independent record label, uh, ran until from '94 until 2007. It was based in Melbourne originally. It was huge on DIY, helping each other out, supporting the local industry. So they would put out samplers of all their songs and all their artists. All their artists would go on tour together all the time. Like if you if you were going to do a tour, they'd try and find you a Candle Records artist to support you on the tour. So they're people like Darren Hanlon and the Lucksmiths and the Girls from the Clouds, lots of sort of very well-known within local circles. Never real, None of those bands ever made it huge um, but quite well-known within sort of those indie sort of circles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how, we, that's how I got into them was finding out about Candle Records and then going on to see some shows, seeing Darren Hanlon play live and then sort of started buying albums and, and stuff from there. My wife bought some stuff as well. So um, very cool, like indie label, very hipster. You know, like I said, DIY, very sort of purity sort of stuff, tote bags, cool shirts, all that, like, just very cool merch stuff and really kept alive yeah, so by that love of the scene. Yeah. I love and, DIY know, people scenes. had to, yeah, it was...
1: I'm from the punk DIY scene yeah, of the UK, so, so I'm like, This was yeah. closer.
0: This was more like a folk, I guess, a folk yeah, DIY sure. scene. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just loved those Australiana yeah. bands, like singing stories about Australian life and all that sort and of stuff. Is, and this
2: is, I mean, where, th- at that time, it's like we're converting to... Music going to digital, right? So there mm-hmm. was the samples, and it was quite yeah. a different era for yeah. for
0: Candle. Mm. So yeah, so that's how I found out. And then I love, I got this album. And we'll talk about some of the tracks that I you know, that I heard about through it and then saw him play them live. So I've so seen, them, seen him heaps of times play live and we'll talk about some really? live shows that he does. Yeah, I've seen him like maybe five or six times. Okay. And it could have been heaps more. Like there's just been times where I just either wasn't up for it or I wasn't available or whatever. But yeah. cool. if I'd been here, I definitely would have seen him.
2: Cool, man. Excellent.
0: Grant. Yes. Before I nominated Darren Hanlon and dropped him in the group chat, had you ever heard of our man not Darren? Not at all, which is not unsurprising, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So no, no. Definitely, Um, they they had a bit of like the Candle Records artists had a bit of a reputation overseas. Like if they would turn European tours and stuff like that, and we'll talk later about Darren doing some stuff overseas as well, Mm -hmm. but not like charting. Yeah, no, that's nothing like that. Nothing like mainstream radio. Correct, not mainstream. Yeah, they got they got got a little bit of he got a little bit of triple J airplay, and the and the Luxmith did as well. Um, but yeah, never really. Emmett,
2: my missus certainly when I was listening to it yep. earlier was like, oh, who's this? Mm-hmm. So she'd heard of that of his voice at least, and I said, Do you ever go to concert? I wasn't sure about that, but yeah, certainly mm-hmm. um, had heard him before.
0: Mm-hmm. So, cool. No, George, had you ever heard of our man Darren Hanlon?
1: We went to the same gig, Liam.
0: Did we? Was that <laughs> one <laughs> that you and I were at together? We were the Christmas ones? One of the Christmas yes. ones yeah. at the there Princess Theatre right. in
1: Um there You and go. I were both there. We had a conversation about it. I went with my friend Laura in 2018.
0: Um, Princess. No, I, hadn't, I didn't go to the Princess Theatre in 2018. Well,
1: you show up on the Facebook page <gasps> okay. as either interested or going Right. So, um, because I saw you on there, and I was like, I was pretty sure Liam was. Going I, don't, or yeah, whatever. I don't
0: remember going to the Princess. Like I've been to the Princess Theatre a few times in the last couple of years, but I didn't think back then I had. But <laughs> okay. anyway, well, there go. maybe I was well, interested. in Basically,
1: going. my friend Laura took pity on me and she said, "I've got a spare ticket to Darren Hammond yep. And my response was, "What's that?" Yeah. Um, and What's she said, that? "She said I just think you'll enjoy it." Mm. Um, and so, and was she correct? Well, I went to Princess Theatre and this awkward-looking man with a guitar came out and started playing and yes yes i did enjoy it it was a christmas show he was really excited because the princess theater is a very beautiful building um in the outskirts of brisbane Mm -hmm. um and it happened to be decorated with christmas trees and tinsel and all that kind of jazz and he was like It was really nice they put this out for me, (laughs) and uh, uh, they didn't really. Um, And he was really so
2: socially awkward, is what you're saying? Yeah, lovely. He's Mm
1: -hmm. socially awkward. It was really sweet. And yet
2: he serenades like he does. So, Mm -hmm. um, like, along. Nice. Okay, cool, man.
1: So basically, I first heard him then when in 2018, and you didn't
2: see sorry, you didn't see Liam there though. No. Unconfirmed. He just yeah, liked. Yeah, I'm pretty. He sure wanted it wasn't. to attend. Yeah. Unconfirmed.
1: Unconfirmed. So he was doing a Christmas show, which he does. Yes. Um, but then, as a fool, I did not follow up on his music. Right. So when you nominated him, I was like, I know this man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I was like, Whoa, wait, hold on. It's been for over four years. Um, mm. I really should have listened to an album by <laughs> now. So more for me because I enjoyed myself um, and uh, yeah, so um, hadn't heard a record. Um, so pity me for taking Whoa. over four years.
0: Right.
2: Um, at the concert, if I may ask, did he play Christmas stuff?
1: No, he played stuff like the, he oh. played "Punk's yes. Not so Dead" it, and so there was
2: no direct, direct correlation between the theme of Christmas. No, no. he just
1: happens to do Christmas. He'll do a like t- a he
0: Boone does it. Place. He does it every year as a Christmas tour. Oh. yeah, yeah. Every, oh, cool. Well, we should up be down. going. But yeah, I I don't know. Maybe occasionally he plays like one carol or tries to do something cool or a Christmas song or something. But it's it's not a Christmas song like a Michael Bublé style thing like that. It's just his songs. Okay. But he just loves, and then he tries with um, the Christmas ones. He'll often try and hold them in churches or halls or something. so cool. The Princess Theatre is like an ex sort of hall sort of thing. It's literally a theatre. Yeah. So.
1: So um, when I heard the album, it felt incredibly familiar. So and comforting.
2: Mm. Because you'd heard it before? <laughs> yeah. Because I'd heard, <laughs> Love.
1: Some of, I'd heard some of it before, yeah, sure. literally. Mm. literally. Um, but cool. he has a catalogue, so I'd heard yes. also yeah, he some does. other stuff.
0: Yes, he has six solo albums, four EPs between Candle Records. And then when Candle Records shut down in 2007, he started up his own label called Flippin' Year Industries.
1: And he was in bands before that?
0: Yes, he was in a band called The Simpletons. And yes, they and that. they were on Candle Records as well. So he was with them for I think two or three albums. Cool. And then they broke up. And he actually he had to be sort of pushed. From what I can understand, he had to be sort of pushed into solo, solo. performance. He was kind of shopping around looking for another band to join. And Chris Crouch, I think, who actually ran, who founded and ran Candle Records, was like, yeah. no, got, you need you've to. got the chops. You can go and do yeah. be a solo singer songwriter person." Which he
1: of, has, because when I had a freaking look at. Um, he has a very difficult profile online, but he has toured with Billy Bragg, mm-hmm. Tim Casher of Cursive, who we have covered, mm. Violent Femmes, and Courtney Barnett,
0: mm-hmm.
1: amongst others. Yeah. And so I was like, because he has a lot of Billy Bragg about him without the political nounce. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just... Um, and he is I discovered he is currently 48 years old mm-hmm. and he has moved back to Gympie yeah
0: oh, so absolutely. he lives he lives in the home that he was raised in as a boy I think wow um, I think he yeah. bought his childhood home or he somehow managed to get it to it he, yeah
1: because his wife lived in um, across the Atlantic Okay. Um, and no, his partner, and she found out she was pregnant when she was there, right? And so she moved back to, and uh, when they found out they were having a kid, she moved to Australia. They moved up to Gympie. The kid was born in the same hospital that he and his sisters and his parents mm-hmm. were all born in on nice. the top of a hill in Gympie,
0: nice, which Jeez. is like
1: small town, so it's like the people out there it's two hours north and inland of Brisbane yep and nothing just much small happens. Town.
0: yeah and he loves small-town rural Australia so when he tours as well as like his Christmas tours and stuff when he just does a regular tour he will take in he'll try and take in as many country towns and small towns as he can cool like he doesn't want to just be supporting nice. in big town so um, and this was a quote from that blog that I talked about and it was from ages ago He says, like, the time I booked myself into a bar in Mackay, North Queensland, it turned out I was supporting a karaoke machine and it was rugby union night where both teams come in for a post-match session. Falling Aeroplanes, which is a song that's not on this album but got him a lot of radio play. It was a single that he released before it. Beautiful, beautiful song and I wish it was on this album so I could share it with you guys. But if we ever do one of those bonus episodes where it's like, pick a song from an album we've nominated, I'm hitting that song because it's just absolutely beautiful falling airplanes had just started getting a spin on triple j and a mother had brought her children to see me the rest of the crowd were walking no neck nuggets whose tolerance for original sensitive pop music was zero when the fullback came up mid-song and breathed into my face if you don't stop playing now the guys are going to kill you i was open to his advice i could have easily played covers to keep them happy but i kept thinking about the family who'd come to see me i couldn't let them down only one thing would save me i nervously announced that for the rest of the set i'd be performing selections from the cold chisel back catalogue and a cheer went up from then on, they didn't seem to notice that I was still playing all my own songs, and the family went home happy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he was just like, yeah, here's my, here's my version of Flame Trees. He just so, plays his own song.
1: Do you know what his current biggest claim to fame and most requested thing is at live shows?
0: Not off the top of my head. Um, Illuminate Us.
1: It is the, from, he was a guest star briefly four lines in the children's cartoon Bluey Uh, and he played a farm dog that he was able to base on a farm dog he had growing up who was an energy salesman and so now (laughs) at his shows because everyone that goes to see him has fucking kids (laughs) um, they all go up and they all request that he just recites the four four lines lines. that he said in Bluey where he tries to say have I got someone else to talk to? yeah <laughs> and it's right. really adorable. Um, so that's his my. I hope fun. he gets,
2: gets paid a lot for that. So in terms of candle records, yeah. What when it when it shuts down? Do the royal? Does, is, it, is it? There's nothing exists. Like they still sing the songs. There's no. I assume all the. How I, does it all work? How's knowing work?
0: what we know about them, I assume all the royalties went back to the artists Because I thought, because otherwise I, I assume unless like some big so what happens sometimes with a small label is a bigger label can come in and buy label. it yeah. and they would buy the ownership of the recordings and that sort of stuff anything that the label owns the recording of yes whether or not the candle records contracts even say that the label owns the recording or whether they just keep the recording with the artist but i would assume that the, root, the ownership flowed back to and it was yeah candle records just it wasn't able to make money and it needed to make more money than it was so no, sure
1: do you have a list of the people that were on this? Program? I have
0: a massive list. So Darren Hanlon obviously does a lot of the, the legwork mm-hmm. and does most of the vocals and the guitars and banjo and that sort of thing. But helping him out, he has Jodie Phyllis, who's one of the girls from The Clouds, The Clouds being mm-hmm. an awesome Brisbane band. Mm-hmm. Lee, and when I say The Girls from The Clouds, The Clouds were like a four or a five piece and then... Jodie Phyllis and another lady who were in the band played as solo as the girls from the clouds. Oh,
3: okay. So when
0: I call them that, I'm not saying those girls from the clouds. It's like, that's the actual band name. And so the, yeah. I think the girls think from I'm the clouds, them. that's right. Yeah. The girls from the clouds, I think were on candle records, even though the clouds were on a bigger label. Okay. Uh, Lee and Tim Oxley also do some backing vocals. Jeff Tanner plays some bass guitar. Uh, Brie van Rieck does an Oren and and Richard King all do drums. So, I think the whole point of this album was and that. And
1: Jeremy Challenger does piano and Forth yeah, does yeah. strings. I'm, I'm still going. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I was just going to introduce the idea that this this was not an album that came together with four or five people getting into a studio together and recording all the bits of it. This was, and there was, there's some contributions in here from people who are overseas. Mm. So it's like the the vocalists would come in or the drums would get played overseas and they'd send the recording over. So. Chris Townsend uh, engineered and recorded it And also plays the harmonica Claire Cooper mm-hmm. plays the harp Nick Summers plays the pedal steel Jeremy Callender plays the piano um, Yeah, Phil Punch recorded it uh, Except for the bits over in Europe David Murr record those All songs are written by Darren Hanlon Brie Van Reek plays the vibraphone Love the vibraphone mm-hmm. Samantha Fonti plays the, vi- the violin And then Frida Eklund talks, plays the vocals Which we'll get to in a bit And then Darren himself plays the vocals Guitar, pump organ and the banjo
1: and Chris Townend, who was a producer, is now producing Porter's Head.
0: Mm, yes, which
1: is cool. Yeah. and he also let um, Darren sleep on the sofa in the studio because mm-hmm. he was made homeless around the time of recording. And um, uh, Chris was just like, "Dude, just sleep on the sofa. Yeah, it's fine." Mm-hmm. And um, so, literally, did that whilst he was recording the record.
0: Chris also has a nine-year-old son who plays Glockenspiel on the album, who's a genius yeah. Glockenspiel. Um, he's in a band, the nine-year-old, with a band called The Pooh Touches with his dad. Well, he was, was nine then. Yeah, nine so then. So he's 30. 20. What is it, 2002, 2005? 2002. 2002. So yeah, so, so 32 21, now. 21 plus nine. Yeah. Well, and right. so, yeah, so he's getting in all these people who do these different parts. So like a harp player and a pedal steel player. And he, he said, they all come from a different background. So they're like, what do you call this music? They think my music's weird. Because like it's, he's playing folk, but he's having a harp and you don't have a harp with most mm-hmm. folk and yeah, sure. that sort of stuff. So they're, they're all like, I don't normally play on folk songs. And it's was like, well, you can play on this one. It's all good.
1: And it starts with...
0: It starts with Hiccup. Hiccup. <laughs> Hiccup. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, gentle opening mm. with like the banjo solos in between and like the banjo and the xylophone and that sort of thing.
1: There is no getting away from him being Australian.
0: No, <laughs> this whole uh, and this whole oh, album it's is so just very, Queensland. Yeah, it's very Australian, very yeah. Queensland, very rural country. Yeah, rural country and suburban, a little bit of suburban stuff as well, but not like big city. Stuff. He said last Certain.
1: instead of la last yeah. in yeah. one of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I put Aussie down because it was like very important that he obviously sings to his roots.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think some of his follow-up stuff I've listened, like obviously the most of his albums and some of the follow-up stuff. It's he's obviously evolved over time, and his production has evolved, and he's got access to more things. And he, he hasn't got a lot of money, but he's got some money. And I think it actually loses a bit of this, the the feel of this album, where you can you can feel the roughness. You can feel that this Definitely. is some people going in, recording in places where they can. Um, he even said, I read an interview where he said um, he didn't. Like, so the very last song, The Last Night of Not Knowing You, he actually enjoys the demo rather, more than the final track of wow. that. Oh, wow. Um, what and a he great said, tracker! And he said, yeah. and then the interviewer said, oh, actually, that's one of my favorites. And he said, oh, that's good. I'm glad you said that. It justifies spending the money on the massive studio that we used to do that one. We ran out of time in the studio we were in. We didn't know what to do. We were just going to do it in a hall with an old piano. And it kind of sounds like a bit Billy Joel to me. The demo was all done with one mic in a room and there was something magic about it. And it turned out really nice, something you can never get again. One mic for the whole thing. For the demo. Yeah, for the so demo. So, for the when demo, they're yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. what the song's going to be like. And they just all sat around one mic and did a thing. Wow. And then you, and that's really? right. And it's like, you can't, like, that's that ultimate DIY is like that ultimate. I would love to now hear that demo. And I'm not sure he's released it probably on like bonus discs or something like that. But it's like th- that idea. double take like, from for You that can one. never get that back. Yeah. Again.
1: Longest song. Yes. Worth. Totally worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so, I did a lot. Yeah, hard. we can jump to the end.
1: Yeah, we'll jump to the end because, um, Um, it's a really beautiful um, song and it's nearly five minutes, which Mm -hmm. considering its last three songs are like 3.20 or whatever Um, but it's sweet with that soft piano um, and um, uh, it's got um, the lyrics
3: Friend in a band was what brought you there too. On the last night of not knowing you, The last night of not knowing you.
0: Yeah. So the whole the whole thing is that idea of that's the he's talking about the night that they meet, that he meets the love of his life, or it's sort of. The night before as he meets her and all these little pieces that had to fall into play to to make that happen and he does and that idea that he has no idea that this like that last night of not knowing who she is is so foundational it's gonna be so foundational to who he is going forward so it's yeah opens with just darren and the guitar and then the piano comes yes. in for a bridge and then um and the next bridge it's actually like a threshing of the guitar like the acoustic like it's really cool mm-hmm. Um, And then it pulls back to just piano for my favorite part of the song where it says
3: It's easy to say with hindsight in your hand. Some divine puppeteer had the home eating plan. But what if the promoter had pulled out a song? I could have split this planet in two. On the last night of not knowing you. Last night
0: of not knowing you. Oh, you old Which romantic. Is so, Look at him, so man. Awesome. I love him. Hey. so gooey Do you say that so to gooey. Michelle. No, no, <laughs> I was it, just it, thinking that. It's, it's too cheesy for. For me to oh, say it to Michelle, would be... I think it's oh, nice. Though. Also, I would have to remember the night I actually met her, which is roughly there, but not quite there. So it's, wow. yeah. Um, but one thing I did want to say is so many albums start off with their three best songs and then we're, we're trying to get, we're trying to figure out whether they held the shape yeah, all the yeah, way through yeah, to yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. I think this album ends with its three best songs. I think this album goes out on like it goes out on Punk's Not Dead, Treat the Future and Last Night of Not Knowing You. I think that's just gone to
2: bed, man. Yeah.
0: Cool track. So I think it, I think I love Punk's Not album, Dead. So Punk's Not Dead, very cool. That's the very big cool. that's the big single.
1: Funky guitars in layers and donkey drums and in this the punk is like this housemate that mm-hmm. showed up and mm. I just
3: love to find these like in the lyrics. At night the house is quiet, you might wonder why, but punk's not dead, she's just gone to bed, punk's not dead, she's just gone to bed,
0: yeah, so cool, <laughs> and it's, but it's that Australian share house living too, Is like where some, yeah. you know, you put a notice up on a notice board, this is all pre-internet. And she showed up, and if she could pay the rent, then you didn't, you know. He obviously didn't care, yeah. What what her lifestyle was or anything but like that. the actual
1: whole song chills out at the very end. Yeah,
0: there's a tempo <laughs> change in the, at the end, at the very end because of the song. She's, it's so weird because
1: she's gone to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, literally, he's just like she's gone to bed. She's gone to gonna sleep, so the whole song gets to chill out.
0: Yeah. So it got, that got number 45 in the 2002 Hottest 100. Oh, so that was, that was a real so really okay. big one. But I will say anyone who bought the album going, oh, it's going to be a whole lot of upbeat, folky kind of punky songs would have, would have been bit maybe disappointed. Like go and see him first and then yeah. you'll, you'll have a bit more of a snapshot so of that what, was what a, kind so of stuff he was. That was
2: in 2003, Triple Joe, is it? When they in the, the it was in after, the 2002 Hottest 100. So it would reflective. have
0: been announced in January 2003. Three,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So confirming
0: yeah. how it all works, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah definitely a permanent like the, a permanent fixture the on future, my album the future, future, ah. my favourite song on the album like one of like, you, know, you know I say one of my favourite songs a lot but it's it yeah, has. absolutely, right up there. Love it. The banjo, the cool intro where he starts yeah. it, and it's almost like it's that fake start, and he stops, and then he starts thrashing it a bit and then comes sure back into it's it again. Banjo
1: or mandolin? I, when I was listening, but I'm yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure it's banjo. I think he does play banjo on a fair few.
1: Cool, because it's got some beautiful picking and yeah. then flailing on it. So that's cool. And it's sort
0: of it's and most of it is quite low beat at the start through the banjo parts, and then when he goes. Um, always queuing on fingernails. Surrender or set sail. It lifts up and mm-hmm. the drums start kicking in. There's like a boom, boom, like really cool drumming. It's really drum distorted,
1: distorted, noisy instrument yeah, comes yeah. in. Like I wasn't sure I couldn't discern what it was. But, but yeah, there's lyrics in there um, which I thought was like really, uh, oh, just so fucking cute. But the only thing he thinks about, the only thing he needs to know, is not his time and place of birth. But only that he's born in the same galaxy as her.
0: So awesome. Like, look, like, looking up at the stars, and like, there's a million stars and a million universes that all we all exist in, but he doesn't care about any of that because he's in, yeah, he's in the same place as her. I
1: know, right? So and I was cool. just like, thinking, like I'm going to use that again. Like, with my partner, I'm just going to be like, when he's being smooshy, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so glad I was born in the same galaxy as you. <laughs> and he'll love that cuz he's really into aerospace.
0: Yeah. My favorite lyric from the out from the song is
3: yes. with a spinner should taken with a greater soul. You can't blame him for dreaming. That cannot be a fault. Always judging books by what's written on the sleeve. Make sure you don't read everything that you believe.
1: You're so good at reciting things.
0: He's Oh, thank you. They <laughs> will not have heard that, but that's all right. Yeah, that's um, fine. He's such a clever lyricist, and you could you could be lulled into a false sense of, like, uh, he's just singing re- really straightforward nah. stuff if you just sort of let yourself flow into the music. But if Easy. you really pay attention to those lines, he is super, super clever. Very. And just, yeah, like, creating that imagery and that Australian suburban imagery every time, like, share house living and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, if we're going backwards, cost of thousands... Mm-hmm with Frida Eklund Oh Alma so cool. and Little Eiffel bands. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is such a beautiful song and he doesn't sing on it. He doesn't
0: sing it. Not so, a word. No, so he wrote the song and then was like, this is a song written from a woman's perspective. I shouldn't sing it. And he got his partner at the time, Frida, who was living over in Sweden. We'll talk about Operator Get Me Sweden in a second. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he was just like... I. Like, how often do you hear that of a guy writing a song and then going off oh, from a woman's perspective, I shouldn't sing it, mm. and There's then getting someone else to sing it?
1: There's solo guitar and strumming, drum clicks and harmonica. But can I give you some homework? Yeah. I need you to search for Cast of Thousand, Darren Hanlon, Coastal, so- Coastal Sound Youth Choir 2012, because there is a Canadian choir in a high school that covered this song nice. in harmonies um, and then during the little solo bit in the middle they all play recorder
0: Aww.
1: which is so cute but during the same concert they covered flight the concords tom waits and polyphonics oh, really? free and fleet foxes nice. so whoever is their music director coastal is amazing Sound <laughs> <the> <laughs> youth choir coastal Sound Youth Choir 2012. 2012, okay. 2012, but yeah, and they're based in Canada. Um, and for some reason, they play they sing Cast of Thousands by Darren Hanlon in 2012, 10 years (laughs) after this album comes out.
0: Just loved it that much.
1: And I listened to it, honestly. I watched it and I had a tear,
0: yeah. Really? Just uh, a single one for
2: dramatic effect? Dramatic <laughs> TO.
1: Uh dramatic tear. Left yeah. or right eye? Uh right eye, always. Always. Yeah. Cool. That's the okay. That's where it starts
2: that's the one that starts.
1: Yeah. But honestly, it's really good. But I just thought it was really cool that ten years after mm. this obscure album came out in yeah. Gympie or wherever, um, or in Melbourne, um, uh, canadian high school choir covered well there must have been it. an
2: aussie over there that Someone's, was doing yeah well it. it had to be to bring flight the
1: Concord then in the same recital you must have done but anyway that's
2: i really so, yeah. liked in on cost of thousands words
3: now i get a pang of pleasure seeing your legs suspended shame they can cover us in plaster six weeks all his mended oh, yeah I was like so
0: oh, it's it's that's cool a good one right she she hears they break up and then she hears that he broke his leg and yes. I think there's an element of you'll need me yeah and I she comes to visit and it said he's surrounded by family and friends and he saved her a space on the cast for the sign and she's like oh thanks for saving me a space in you know your life I guess and there's a little element of, like because he's got his leg up in the air so there's a little element of like ah oh, Kind of like that you're in pain because you broke up, we broke up. Yeah. But also imagine if we could have just put our relationship in plaster oh. and it would have just fixed itself over time.
1: Oh, stop so it. So cool.
0: Fell off a horse. So.
1: Stop it.
0: Great. Any other double ticks from you?
2: <clears throat> oh, look, it's, um, I, I, what I liked is a lot of it is whilst you acknowledge he's very clever with his songwriting, mm-hmm. they're quite, I on the, Most of them is quite simple to understand, Mm -hmm. like kickstand. Like it's a cool song, right? It's a cool song, and I'm like, what a joy to bring, and off it goes, you know, a a piece of metal and a a spring. And so I, I thought that was like a real. A nice one from, from Hiccup, to a bit slow. Do you know what I liked kickstand? about that? Yeah.
1: Lyrically, I felt like you could put that into like a four chord punk song
3: mm-hmm. and
1: on yeah. a skate video or yeah. a mountain biking video and people would be like, oh yeah, do you know that song kickstand? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it would be like totally cool. But actually, it's just like a really sweet song about genuinely loving a bicycle.
0: Yeah. About thing like that—that that spirit of invention for the sake of invention—and mm-hmm. it, it's great that I'd make money from it. But that's not what I did it. I did it to yeah. see the smiling faces on kids and parents. Yeah. So he says.
3: There'll be articles in newspapers and dinners at the town hall. My first checks for a thousand bucks. Now that's one spicy meatball. But all the fame and fortune in the world will not compare to the joy it'll bring. Piece of metal. Yeah. so
0: just yeah like i like the money but that's not why i did it for him mm. but he calls it a spicy meatball like that's just that, like that little clever like play on words really and stuff like, like buddies that
1: buddies on that one nice
0: yeah so cool nice sweet understated piano all the way through there as well that one yeah is really cool i also thought security leak was an interesting one yeah, as yeah well. that one's it's hard to get your head around that Pretty one a little guitar. bit sometimes yeah, yeah.
2: Chinese torture, and then he's like, "Well, why do the Chinese know more, <laughs> more about torture?" Like, you know. Yeah, where did they learn? And I have to find out what you know.
0: Yeah, so it's like interrogating someone from his yeah. past. Like it's got a bit of lap steel, steel, and a bit of steel drum, I think, as well. Like the in the drumming as well. I thought there was some cool stuff in there.
1: For three hundred thousand dollars, you'll catch the <laughs> perfect kiss on film, because that said, the um. But said the film or at least it in the did 40s. back in the 40s yeah yeah and mm. i was like like just saying like the perfect kiss only exists in the 1940s for all that money. And uh, what a waste of money it was. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that, which I thought was like really sweet. But there's slide guitar in yeah. that one, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. So um, there's dirty guitar and slide guitar. And in it, in security, she just knows too much, yeah, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> he she does knows. not like it. That's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah, He doesn't like how much she knows. But we have to go to operator Gittgenstein. Get yeah. Mm-hmm. Because obviously we've talked about her already. Yes. Um, Frida. So this is his partner. Um, and um, he says... <laughs>
3: Really must apologize for my compulsive behavior. One left his heart in San Francisco, and mine's in Scandinavia.
0: Yeah. Which is a so really good, cool. like, <laughs>
1: rhyming couplet. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it, it could have been, like, Operator Get Me Sweden. It could have just been about the girl in Sweden, the whole thing. And then you call it Operator Get Me Sweden because I'm trying to get there. But the whole song is being sung to the operator. I know. Yeah. It's he, what I was. He calls her this. He calls her, you are this earth's long distance love ambassador. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Like, he's like not just it takes, doing it into it for the sake of it. Like, oh no, this is a song sung to that person. Yeah, it's literally to the phone opera. And the
1: strings in it are perfect. Yeah.
0: Just like, um, there's like these dark, twangy guitar plugs on the bridges, like very Australian, very sort of crowded house. Yeah. New Zealand ice house sort of thing, but, the <laughs> but mini then the trailer. cello the cello suite comes through as well. Like yeah. it just yeah, it's really cool.
1: So and it felt like a follow on from "Who Misses You Too," you know.
0: Yeah, which is one of my I I kind of I wrote down it's one of my most beautiful love songs, but it's kind of love slash breakup. It is of course, it is, yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah. but it's still so beautiful because it's it is you know, yeah. he, there's he a lot of maturity in it, eh? Yeah, like. like so this—it's another Australian thing. It's like it's, it's this girl who he used to live in a share house with, and you can picture it straight away. It's like she left to be with a partner and go and live somewhere. The two of them, and then the partner's decided they have to travel, and she—they've decided to break up because they, you know, they don't want to try and stay together while they're long distance and traveling and stuff. Mm. And then she's sad about it, so she calls her friend who she used to live in a house with, and he's like, "It's okay. You're sad, but." You're thinking of you him still, and he's, still, he's yeah. still thinking of you. Don't, don't think that he yeah, hates you and he's yeah. dumped you and he's going off to better and things. And the flight
2: attendant's serving him his meal Yeah, now. It's yeah.
0: Just, like it's very...
1: But just, it has the thing which I am always scared of where he sings, it's hard to become whole when you're usually referred to as his better half.
3: Mm -hmm. and i was
1: like oh no like yeah sometimes in a relationship you do give so much of yourself to the other person and that relationship that when that there is an absence um and you feel like you have lost your better half Mm. um or other people perceive you that way and it was just Mm. like a really um poignant way of putting it
0: i think often um, um, There's some twee, like, hips and stuff on that because the, the next line after that is where he says, you're still the girl who drops onions wearing swimming goggles. Yes. Yeah. So, still, like, you're still that, that sort of folksy kind of twee girl. You know, you, your life will still go on, that sort of thing, which is really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, And we literally have worked backwards through this record. We have. So, um, in That's How I Know, he sings...
3: Doesn't take a Sherlock Holmes to decipher all your poems as abstract as you may. Then
1: and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've got so many pseudo abstract poems in my notes folder in my iphone and i'm like nah nah, that's obvious (laughs) um but yeah
0: so this is where i wanted to talk about one of the things that he does occasionally which is one of what i call his twist songs which is just like when you're talking about movies and tvs and that tv shows and that sort of stuff the perfect twist happens at, at the end of something but the story that you told before it has to be able to stand alone if the whole thing was leading to it, it was just about the twist and it was obviously it was always going to be a twist it's not the same, great, not the like you, same correct. you want to tell a story and then twist it at the end and you go oh my god that's amazing and I, you didn't need that for the story to be great and this is one of those songs that he does because he's talking about this girl and, and the, her partner and how they had a fight and then at the very end he goes I can he tells that he can slept on her she slept on his lounge. And, he, yes. and he, he can just tell that mm-hmm. by the perfume. Smell the perfume on the, yeah. the sofa. So the whole yeah. s- the whole way through it's about them fighting and, you know, they'll probably be okay and they'll be doing their thing. And then at the very last line of it is like, oh, no, you've broken up with him and you slept on my sofa last night, but I can only tell from your perfume. The
1: perfume you left behind. Yeah.
0: So one of the, one of his most too. popular songs is called Elbows. was from a album, couple of albums after this one. And it was a, allegedly a true story of how he – was at a club with some somewhere, and then across the room he locked eyes with like a very very famous woman, very very famous actress, like the theory is like Nicole Kidman level famous. Wow. wow! And they sort of met in the middle of the dance floor, and then instead of actually talking, they just brushed elbows, and the whole song. That's why it's called elbows, and the, the, whole, song, the whole thing about it is no, like, he's like being super mature about it. He's, like I didn't want you know, you we weren't really gonna do anything. I did, we weren't going to have a conversation about how great you were And how great I was So we just had that one interaction on the dance floor We touched elbows and then we left it at that And we had like that most intimate of human connections Like a physical touch Yes. Yeah. But then we left it But the, uh, the song ends Now the innocent DJ still spins his black moons And keeps us all moving with his faithful tunes The light's not in sync They're mechanically powered We only touched elbows and I still haven't showered So, so just that last half a <laughs> line He's like, oh I'm I'm really cool about you being a celebrity, mm-hmm. but, but also since we touched, I haven't really had a shower. Yeah, right. yeah, so there's these just these little half twists at the end of songs that just make a huge difference, and that's And that's how I know is one of those. It's like it's. It's, yeah, a bit more straightforward folk. almost country-esque. It's got, like, a lot of the acoustic guitar and the percussion, the pianos, and I've got the Lyric Buddies on the song, the lyrics that you had you gave us to St George. Yay. And then at the end, it's, like, about hanging out with a friend and then at the very end realising she broke up with her boyfriend and slept on the lounge. Oh. Yeah. And, got, but but isn't there now. Reference. So, like, she's gone and then he's, like, yeah. waking up and, yeah. So Just it was so cool.
1: noticed, yeah. Oh, well, wow. ask him
2: in person when you go to the concert in December, right? Yeah,
0: that's it. Mm. So we'll see you there, Darren. Ten months' months time.
2: Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, We've spoken to all of that. Yeah, we've gone through the whole album. I don't have have any more notes for you guys unless you have anything else you want to ask or uh, any final thoughts. Are you happy for me to jump to the final pitch? Let's go. It was a huge album.
2: 39 minutes, 10 songs.
0: Yes. So that's part of the beauty of it. It's 39 minutes and it's 10 songs. It's this beautiful Australiana folk. It's achingly beautiful. It's incredibly suburban Australian. I, I almost think you couldn't like. I suspect that you guys missed some of that stuff because you hadn't didn't sure. have that thing of growing up in suburban Australian sharehouse living that sort of thing. I Obviously, just had
1: loads of sharehouse, sharehouse,
0: sharehouse nice. living, it's not but it's not, no, it's. I think it can be a little different with Australia, but of course it is superb instrumentation, all very DIY and produced and mixed to feel that way, which is what I talked about. Like I love that feel. Like this is. Darren and a group of people almost struggling to get a thing together and put it all together because it's, there's so many different moving parts. Um, it's an absolute minimum of studio tricks, so it just allows all the instrumentation and the vocals and the songwriting to stand alone. He's one of Australia's great songwriters, and I think he's never better than when he was on his first album, which is why I think it's flawless.
3: There you go. Oh,
1: cool.
0: George. Let's throw over to you for a final thought and a thumbs up or a thumbs down.
1: Okie Dicks. So, as I said, I first heard him when my friend took me to a gig Mm. and said, you'll like this. And I was like, I believe you. And I went and I said at the end, I liked that. And she said, I knew you would. (laughs) Um, And so I didn't buy any merch or anything. um, And pity me. For taking over four years (laughs) and a flawless nomination. We
0: had had a lot of stuff. We've had a lot of stuff to listen to Mm. over four years. I'm
1: knackered. But yeah, but pity me. So, um, took a flawless nomination to listen to a full album. So, um, I love when folky Americana does what it's supposed to do and comes in under the 40 minute mark. -hmm. I'm like, 10 tracks. Under 40 minutes, yep. If you've got something to say, yeah, it's good. It works on a theme, um, it's like heartfelt and I think quite truthful, um, to a fault almost. I mm-hmm. think he's so open with himself that it's like, um, leaves him vulnerable by the music that he produces. But lucky us, we get to hear it and continue what he does. So um, I didn't know anything about him when I first heard him, and I didn't know what to expect when I heard the album. Um, I recognised a couple of the tracks, um, and then I got really annoyed. And I got annoyed at Liam And I got annoyed at Liam because he nailed it for me and brought me a flawless album that I should have brought myself (laughs) if I'd have put the fucking effort in four years ago and listened to him properly after I really enjoyed his gig. I could have been like, Liam... And then throw my dick around and say, I'm bringing you an Australian folk idol. Yes. Um, but you got there first, made me listen but to it's it.
0: Not about point scoring, so we, that's
1: yes. not. Oh, it's all about but point apparently
0: scoring. Apparently, it is all this. But yeah. Now
2: we find out.
1: <laughs> I should have brought this. I am d- declaring it flawless from mm-hmm. my perspective. There's nothing I'd skip or move. Um, I think Darren is an absolute Australian treasure, so um, a well done to you, sir.
0: Cool. There you go. Thank you. Lovely. Grant, thank you, George. Final thoughts thank for Grant geez. and a thumbs up or a thumbs
2: down. So Darren, Hanlon, hello stranger. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. All the albums, anything like that. I think th- I don't think you're far off Australian treasure. I, I genuinely mm. think it was. Um, this is a this is a lovely album. Um, it's inoffensive um, I think it's to what you referenced earlier Liam you can if it's on in the background that's fine but when you listen to what the guy's talking about he's very very clever and articulate and, and, mm. and put things puts things very very well um, and yeah, look, it's flawless. I <laughs> spin it how you want, and nice, and add anything to it or t- I wouldn't. It was. It's great. I mm. really enjoyed it. Um, it is happy and thought provoking and um thanks so much for bringing it it really is is a nice album
0: yeah all right well yeah definitely check out some of his other stuff they're not quite up to that level but yeah everything there's value in everything that he does that's for sure oh yeah it's lovely
2: this this is great yeah i'll definitely
0: link you to airplanes because i think and you'll have to have a bit of a cry on that one because it's yeah it's super beautiful A a single single tier again? Single Single Yeah. So thank you both for your thoughts and and for Thank you for bringing it, And we want to thank everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.
3: Don't try to treat the future like inherited debt or well Don't try to cheat the future cause you're just cheating yourself